it's a joy to um, uh, just share a few thoughts what God's put on our heart. For those of you that might not be uh, aware, we're splitting our uh, evenings into two shorter sessions, and I look forward to what the Lord has for us in the in the weeks to come. As two brothers would would share what uh, God's put in the heart to, uh, through a s- set of circumstances. I've got two verses I want us to look at. The first is Acts twelve. Verse 5, Acts 12, verse 5. Acts 12, verse 5 says this, So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was fervently praying to God for him. Peter was kept in prison, but the church was fervently praying to God for him. 1 Peter 4, 8. Second verse I want us to think about. Tonight, above all, love one another fervently because love covers over a multitude of sins. I'm guessing you picked up on the word fervently as I read uh, those two verses. And uh, I was uh, confronted by these these two verses uh, a while ago and it just thrilled my heart to, to think about the the verses and uh, the word fervently, and challenge myself. Do I pray fervently? Do I love you fervently? And you might wonder um, where the word fervently comes from. In your translations, it wouldn't necessarily be there. Some of your versions will have earnest, unceasing, continual, intense, persistent, or adjectives that... uh, are used in, in the place of fervently. I have it on good authority that fervently is, is the best translation of the word that's uh, uh, there. I have that because the uh, Christians at a Berean um, study Bible, Berean study Bible, and they, they have an app called Bible Hub. Uh, have chosen the word fervently in their literal uh, translation. And I've been enjoying a bit of the study using the Brean Study Bible, which is fairly new. Um, But of particular note, this word fervently is only used in these two instances. So if you were to search Strong's, uh, the Strong's number is G1618. It's a Greek word called ektens, and it's used in Acts 12, and it's used in 1 Peter 4.8 uh, uniquely. And I think there's a bit of a correlation, but uh, I enjoyed the thought of challenging myself. Do I pray fervently for one another? Do I love fervently? And I want to leave you with that uh, challenge tonight. When I think of trying to define fervently, I could go to Oxford Dictionary, and it's defined as having or displaying a passionate intensity. That's their uh, definition of fervent. So having or displaying a passionate intensity. And I think that's a particular word that has a 
a bit more nuanced to it than, than the translations that use earnest. I, I can think of being earnest in, in many ways, but fervently adds a, an intensity and passion to the thought. Um, uh, most of you know me well, and you would know that I don't do a whole lot of things fervently. I don't have the energy to be fervent much anymore, but um, uh, do we do things fervently? I, I had to think uh, a bit to my past, and uh, I have fought some wild, out-of-control fires fervently. Maybe you have too. Have you ever had a grass fire that took off on you? and uh, you knew you were going to lose control if you didn't battle it aggressively with intensity and passion. Um, just, I love my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, Jill's, Jill's sister Jennifer, but for some reason they like to light up grass fires when we're there. Uh, the first grass fire, we didn't call the fire department, but we almost lost that fire across the road. The second fire, uh, it was more under control. Jennifer was just about to call the fire department when we begged her not to call the fire department. The third fire this past Easter weekend, perfectly under control. We've learned a lot, but neighbors called the fire department. And, and um, so we have learned to tackle fires with fervence and... Um, uh, I can think of times when we have prayed fervently at the prayer meeting. I remark on a couple of occasions how we've been just um, compelled to pray fervently for a particular concern. So it's not that we don't, but I challenge us tonight. Are we ones that would pray fervently? I was... Uh, drawn to these verses by a, a, a good friend now who um, leads a, uh, a new ministry called Released for Good. Um, and he runs the prison network group that had a presentation here in May on uh, different prison ministries. And I just want to touch on prison ministries a, a bit tonight, thinking how the church prayed fervently for Peter in prison. Um, there is a very active prison ministry happening. It's picking up speed again post-pandemic. Uh, groups are going back into uh, Ottawa Carleton Detention Center to present the gospel to hungry, um, lonely individuals. And uh, I'd like us to pray maybe for, for four people. Um, Carl Wake, he's now retired chaplain of uh, OCDC running uh, Release for Good Ministry, and his passion is to help prison chaplains actively serving in the prisons. Um, the new prison chaplain is a, a man named Marvin Sinclair, a wonderful brother and lord who is, is quite engaged in reopening the prisons to evangelical works. And um, then there's two fellows... Uh, one is in prison. His name's Brian. He's been with us many times um, uh, this past year. Um, another fellow named Jason is out of prison, and he's at New Connection Ministries in Renfrew, and I just talked to him. Sorry. Teen Challenge 
Renfrew, and Jason is doing well. But Carl, Marvin, Brian, and uh, Jason, we could pray for as we think of prison work happening around us. I am thankful for the New Connection Ministry, where we get to assist these, these fellows. I'm thankful for Randy's help. I'm thankful for Gus's help and others from the chapel that work with us at New Connection Ministries. Did you know that New Connection Ministries is not allowed to work inside the prison fence? Uh, rules are that we operate outside the fence and serve guys coming out. Um, so we don't have an active role inside uh, OCDC, but uh, there are other good ministries um, and uh, New Life Prison Ministry is, is one of those that uh, are actively starting up again. So pray for the prison work, pray fervently for the prison work uh, happening here in Ottawa and in Kingston area. And let's pray fervently for one another. As I approach this verse about praying fervently, um, I was on a tangent where I was going to encourage you, we got to pray fervently all the time. No, I don't think that's the case. And I'm here with a handout tonight to, to show you that there's a number of good adjectives that go with prayer. When the Lord uh, taught us to pray, he didn't use an adjective. He just said, pray this way. But then as we look through the New Testament in particular, there's a number of good adjectives used with prayer depending on the circumstances. I invite you to find the spelling mistake that I made, but um, um, Keith has handed out a Bible reading plan. I had handed out a shorter version of, of how to study um, modes of prayer, adjectives of prayer, earnestness, holiness, confident prayer, believing prayer, spiritual prayer, constant, unceasing prayer, thankful prayer, humble prayer, secret prayer, forgiving prayer, devoted prayer, fervent prayer, Acts 12.5 is what we're thinking about tonight, and then reverent prayer. I, I like tying those two together, fervent prayer and reverent prayer. We learn that the Lord Jesus prayed on many occasions, and his prayers were heard because he was reverent. Awesome thought that uh, the Lord Jesus, God himself, would, would pray, and his prayers were reverent. And, and so I leave you with this little study for yourselves. Those of you on Zoom don't get the privilege of a handout, but you could contact me and I'll get you one. Uh, it's a nice little study on adjectives used uh, associated with prayer in the New Testament. So I'm not here tonight to say we have to pray uh, fervently on every occasion. Acts 12 is a beautiful study of a church praying together and praying around a particular circumstance. And Peter was in prison. Uh, John, uh, sorry, James had already been killed by Herod. And Peter was supposedly next, and the church knew they needed to pray. And I think there's times when the church comes together knowing we need to pray fervently about a, a matter. I'm, I'm thankful. Um, I don't have a current example of, of us praying fervently, but um, there's going to be times when we need to be uh, earnest 
and fervent and intense about our prayer, believing prayer, spiritual prayer, and so on. Believing prayer, um, just sort of humorous, that Acts 12 account, how they were praying so fervently that Peter would be freed, and he shows up at the door, and they don't believe it. And um, um, we, too, need to be aware that our prayers have effect, and our prayers could be answered tonight as we pray together. So fervent prayer. And uh, William Carey made this quote. William Carey, you might know, as the father of modern missions, according to some, a good uh, Baptist pastor from England. He said, prayer, secret, fervent, believing prayer, lies at the root of all personal godliness. I think earnest, holy, confident, believing, spiritual, constant, thankful, humble, secret, forgiving, devoted, fervent, and reverent prayer lies at the root of all personal godliness. But uh, the sum total here as we think about prayer, even in the context of our uh, prayer meetings, is that we are called to pray and use these adjectives to model our prayers depending on the circumstances. So I want to segue as time uh, goes now to the second verse that was on my heart, First uh, Peter 4, 8. And I want to read it in context this time. And um, we'll just start at verse 7. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and sober so that you can pray. Above all, love one another fervently because love covers over a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without complaining. Here Peter is, is writing to the churches and he's saying this is how you should conduct yourselves with one another. The end of all things is near and Peter sensed it, and we sense it, and we need to be clear-minded and sober. When I think of fervent prayer, it is not an out-of-control prayer. When we're fighting the fires that I've mentioned and others, there's, there's strategy to what we're doing. And, and our fervent prayer needs not to be a panic prayer, an out-of-control prayer. It needs to be clear and sober-minded, and it needs to be based on a fervent love for one another. So this translation, fervent, uh, comes from the Greek word ektens, which is used only in these two circumstances. And I can't help but wonder if Peter, as he was writing out these instructions to church, was thinking about prayer, clear and sober prayer, and he said, wait a minute, remember when those brothers and sisters were praying fervently for me? Um, back in Jerusalem when I was in jail. I, I wonder if, if it came to mind, guided by the Holy Spirit, to say, use the word ectens to describe the love for one another. That fervent love for one another will drive us to fervent prayer for one another. And I kind of think that uh, possibly the Holy Spirit guided Peter to use that particular word as he talked about love for one another. And so as I close up tonight, uh, just, just a privilege to uh, remind ourselves that we're called to pray. We're called to pray uh, using um, 
passion and intensity and being clear and sober-minded, praying reverently, praying with forgiving spirits, praying constantly, praying with thanks. Um, I am thankful for the model that's laid out for us in Scripture about how we're to pray, when we're to pray. We're not always going to pray fervently. We're not always going to pray constantly, but there will be times and, and circumstances when we're called to pray. Ephesians 6.18 says, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. Let's, let's be a church fellowship that models this. We're praying together. We're praying fervently when needed. We're praying with uh, an earnestness and intensity and our persistence. Um, I just want to leave you with this takeaway thought. We're called to love one another fervently. Let's be deliberate and constant about fervent love for one another. Uh, I would, I did mean to make a point that uh, we are not called to fervently pray in all situations, but I believe we are called, as instructed by Peter, to fervently love one another constantly. We don't get to do half-hearted love. Uh, let's be fervent about our love for one another. Pray as you can, fervently when needed. I leave you with these thoughts.